Live from Studio B, this is Proudly Made in Canada. I am your host, Mr. Connor Kern, co-owner and uh, co-host of Proudly Made in Canada Local Laundry. And with me, we finally got our my, my co-pilot, my co-host here back again, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dustin Paisley. Hello, everyone. I'm, I'm happy to be back. Connor's been, been hogging over the Instagram lives, so he's been, been <laughs> keeping me out of the podcast, but happy to be here today. Well, thanks so much. Today we have a very special episode, very special guest, probably the epitome of what it means to be proudly made in Canada. Dustin, please go ahead and uh, introduce our guest here. Yeah, so uh, super excited for today's episode. Uh, we have an absolute legend in the sock game, uh, Mr. Troy from Plainsbreaker. And uh, I remember first hearing this story about Troy. Uh, someone had mentioned that there was this crazy guy in Calgary who thought that he could just go buy a machine and start to make socks here in Calgary. And uh, I was like, I have to meet this guy. <laughs> so I remember we first crossed paths at ATBX, um, but super excited to have you on, Troy, and, and uh, tell everyone else a little bit about your story, your journey, and uh, to learn a little bit more about your company. So uh, please introduce yourself. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm Troy Schmerler. I'm from Plainsbreaker Apparel. Um, we make um, fashion socks here in Canada. Um, as far as we know, we're one of the few, if not the only ones, that are doing a cotton non-wool-based sock that is for fashion. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Well, you come to the right guys because Mr. Dustin and I are, are quite the, the fashionistas. So uh, we, we know all about the fashion game. <laughs> <laughs> As Dustin nods his head, his head exactly. um, almost, almost. <laughs> so, uh, how long you you been going, Troy? How long has Plain, Plains Breaker Apparel been around? So we started in 2017. It really was just a little bit of a side hustle. Me and my buddy Josh was just out. We wanted to buy socks, and we're just like, why are we everywhere we went? A, it was very hard to find uh, a fashion sock um, mm-hmm. in your regular retail outlets, and like they were like roughly around 20 bucks a pair. I'm like, they're socks. Like how can, how can a white pair of socks be $5? And then I put some color into it. It's $20. Right. Mm-hmm. So we just started drinking too much beer and decided, <laughs> we're, uh, decided we're going to make a sock company. And so it was, again, it was just a side hustle. So we started importing out of China, um, make it some sign, send it off, get socks, selling them at markets. And then we really came down to just like, why isn't anyone doing it here? Why can't I find anyone in North America that is doing this? So not even Canada, all of North America. Uh, yeah, like like even like down in the states, um, Central uh, South America, there's not a ton that is doing manufacturing, right? Um, there are a couple out of out of uh, North Carolina that are, but um, Cuba. There's a big company, but most of them are for function, like making for military, um, uh, sports, things like that. Um, one or two in North Carolina that's doing so, small batch so fashion. Why don't you think people are making socks here? Cause I mean, it, you know, we've been wearing socks in North America for hundreds of years. You know, I imagine at one point there were socks being made here. I mean, what, why do you think it's so difficult to, to, to actually make or find people that make socks here? Well, the true reason now, what I would have thought a year and a half ago, and now it's, it, it is a skill. Um, mm. the, the machines are highly engineered, right? Mm. So um, they're, they're intimidating. Uh, when something goes wrong, how do you fix it? I feel like I should go and get an engineering degree uh, <laughs> just to change a needle. But after time, it comes easier. The upfront cost is 
huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, huge risk, right? Um, so I think that's it. Like labor and just your basic upfront cost is right. a huge deterrent where you can get and just import, get the close to the same quality, but you don't have any of that upfront cost, right? Right. So, so why was it so important for you to, to actually make a go of it and actually make the socks here rather than just keep on importing them? Um, a few reasons, like there's arrogance involved. <laughs> I wanted to see if I could do it, right? Like that that's the really big thing. Like, why can't I do it? I would yeah. love to know how many companies start with that. Like that that's why they started, right? That's their why. Like I I, I just needed to know I could do it. <laughs> that's right. Why not go and drain my whole life savings and <laughs> make my wife work really hard just because I'm arrogant? Uh, it makes sense. Um but yeah, like there was there was some arrogance into it because I'm like, it can't be that hard. Right. You have, you have factories all over Southeast Asia um, that are hiring migrant workers and going like, well, if they can run these machines, why can't I? Mm -hmm. Well, because they got trained by experts. (laughs) And like, and honestly, I also saw that that switch into support local by local is really becoming a huge impact here. Right. Right. And to be able to get that, stamp of made in canada will pay itself off tenfold very quickly. definitely yeah definitely that was very similar to us you know we started looking around and seeing all these other companies that were making stuff and we started you know we this is this fashion or pop-up startup clothing companies or sock companies or fashion companies are becoming it's becoming quite saturated so how do we stand right. up how do we make this thing last a long time and you look around okay what is everyone not doing because it's a little bit harder and it's making stuff here in canada so i mean you you said at the beginning of the show you are one of if not the only sock manufacturer fashion sock manufacturer in in all of north america i mean no one else can ever you know can't compete with you on that level right right which is which is absolutely incredible and and so so walk us through the process so now you know you got your arrogance in your head and you're just like i'm gonna make it make them here what do you do? Like what? I wouldn't even know where to begin. What? How, how did you do it? Google. Uh, you just start <laughs> going through and you start reading. I can start reading pages after pages. What does it take to uh, to make salt? What do you need and everything? And then finding the right right company that's going to supply. Alibaba is full of salt make, uh, making machines um, and things like that. So then you have to decide what style you're wanting to make. Um, what's the quality level? You can buy the $4,000 sock machine, or you can buy the $40,000 sock machine and what's the difference, right? Yeah. Um, and learning and understanding that and taking taking the plunge, right? Because either you can get on a plane and go and check these factories out or you just put a deposit down. <laughs> and did you fly over there and-, and... No, I just put a deposit down. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, my wife and I are a good compliment. She's very risk averse. And yeah. I'm just like, let's just do it. We'll figure it yeah. out. Right? Let's just go. And then she will pull me back in. That's very much like Dustin and I. Yeah. On the, I, I'm the very much, let's just do it. I, I'm the yeah. arrogant one as yeah. in this relationship that Dustin, he's the, he's the smart one. who's like, go, no, we let's... need some money first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's have a plan. <laughs> How are we paying for this? Yeah. Here's an interesting concept. Profit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so you put a deposit down and then. You know what happens next? The machine comes. 
Yeah, so the company we use, it's um, one of the higher end, if not the highest end uh, sock machines out there. They make it per order, right? So then they go, yep. they will start making it to your, to our specs, right? Um, and then, yeah, that took about nine months. And then we flew to Italy and got trained right? Wow. at the factory level, right? So. And then who, who went for training? Just yourself? Uh, myself, my business partner, Josh and Ross. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The three of us went. And so Ross and I are at the, on machines all the time. So is there, is there like a, a master sock certification or like, what's the new title once you've been officially trained on the sock machine? Uh, uh, crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have a title. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so you fly over there, you, you get the machine and, and you, I'm assuming you, you've got a warehouse kind of set up by this point and, and the ball starting to roll. Yeah. Like I, yeah, we have, we had our, we had our place, everything just sort of sitting empty, waiting for these machines to arrive. Right. And how many, you said machines. So how many machines are there? I have two right now. Two. Okay. Two. Yeah. And I, I, my goal would be to get up to about 10. Wow. Right. So that what's the out? What's the output on those? Um, right now, uh, on a, just an average eight-hour day, I can do probably uh, fifty pairs of machine. Wow! Right. So, how long does it take to make one pair of socks? About ten minutes to do wow. one pair. Right. It varies depending on a design and sizing, but yeah, about ten minutes a pair. And you guys are able to do completely customizable, so whatever you want to put together on a, on a pair of socks, you guys can facilitate that. Right. Absolutely. Right. So, um, yeah. So you just take any design and then you just have to transfer it into your sock knitting program, which would be, uh, very similar to, um, if you have, if there's anyone ever done a hand cross stitch or embroidery, it's all pixel based, right? It's like a grid paper and you do your design there. So it has to be manipulated a little bit, right? But then, then it, then you set up how the yarn is being fed through the machine and go from there. You make it. Yeah. And so how long have you been operational now? Uh, like manufacturing, we really started uh, November, 2019. Once like we physically started manufacturing. Uh, so not, so not even a year so far. Yeah. Like the worst possible time to invest tons of money into uh, manufacturing, <laughs> but you know, you learn a lot. Uh, so, who, oh, sorry, go ahead, Dustin. Who who are your first couple customers? Like, where did where did your first sales come from when the machines are up and running? Our very first customer was uh, Alberta Beer Exchange and uh, Cabin Brewery. They were oh, the nice. first ones that uh, bought socks from us. And and what are you starting to see now? Um, we're starting to see uh, smaller local um, companies that are looking to add to add some more um, entry-level products into their lineup, right? So something at a smaller price point, that is a great add-on. Like for you guys, like if you had socks, you're, at, you're having that, that $15 price, $20 price point, right? where a lot of a lot of fashion companies have the t-shirt. So it's at 38, that's their entry-level price point, right? So we're starting to see a lot of people in that trying to come in the cap. Um, I mean, and uh, other smaller, like, like breweries, trying to work with more breweries and things like that. So, because the nice thing about great. you guys is 
your minimums aren't crazy high. I mean, we've we've talked with some other sock manufacturers, and you know, you want a custom pair of socks. It's like you got to commit to five hundred. I mean, what are your minimum units? Well, we're starting off at ten. Yeah, right? so right? very approachable. Very approachable, and the reason I the reason I want to do that is because I'm just a regular guy, just like everyone else there, right? And why can't I, regular Joe, be able to go and get custom socks for my baseball team, mm-hmm. right? My bachelor party. Why can't I do that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now you can, right? And I get why why other sock manufacturers aren't trying that because they're going overseas and these big companies are like, I'm not going to operate a machine for 10 bear. This is crazy. I make no money, right? But I am the designer. I am the end seller. So there is more profit in there for me. It's right. easier. It's fun, right? Right. So, and are you seeing like, is it mostly just people from Calgary? Or are you seeing people from all over Canada that, that that's getting in on it? Right now, it's uh, very Alberta based. Um, we're starting to see a little bit more traction out, out east in Ontario. That's great. But you didn't want to just stop at just making stocks. You guys actually opened a store. We right? did open a store. Yeah. Um, tell, tell us the the rationale behind that, and tell us how that kind of got going. <sighs> Well, again, uh, like everything in our business starts over beer. Um, <laughs> so we, we are part of the uh, YYC Beer uh, beer Guys Club, and they were having a um, meetup and beer. So you just go to a local brewery, hang out with other people that like craft beer and hang out. We just uh, ran into Allison, that is the head of marketing uh, for the core shopping center. She's like, I love your guys' stuff. I've seen it. I bought it. We need you in the, We need you in the like wow retail isn't really where i wanted to go um because you come from retail you've been in retail for like 10 15 years haven't you yeah like 20 years yeah 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 so you know retail inside now yeah and i didn't want to do it yeah because it's a beast (laughs) right and it is it is a beast it's a highly competitive market it's cutthroat it's it's just hard it's not a it's a, it's a it's a tough world and but they gave us an offer we really couldn't refuse so we're like sure we can give it a shot right so um then we wanted to focus our retail into other small local companies right it right. could be fashion um accessories we have some food vendors right that are all local and i didn't want to go okay i'm not going to go and sell Volcom because 16 places in the same within a walking distance also sell full calm you're not yeah. you're not unique you're not original you yeah. won't have loyalty right so you carried uh you carried a great brand called uh local laundry there and, we do know, yeah yeah i think, I think I, I you know maybe this mr arrogance talking again but i think we did pretty uh pretty well at the store too you did well at the store <laughs> yeah but then you know like everything you know Good old 2020 kicks in and, and in comes March and in comes COVID-19, yeah. right? And that just changes the game for everyone, including yeah, everybody. ourselves. Yeah, so yeah. Walk, walk us through what kind of happened. I mean, you got a store, you're up manufacturing, like then March hits and COVID-19 hits. You know, walk so, us through kind of what happened. Yeah, like March, March, beginning of March, things were looking great. We had a big open house at our shop, had like mm-hmm. 200 people show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, made a lot of contacts. We had things going. A week later, we're all in pandemic mode. Lose all contacts. <laughs> um, it's like I shut down the store, and it's like holy crap! Here I went from things are looking great to going. I don't know if I'm paying rent, right? Um, right. Because 
that still had to be paid. Right? <laughs> um, so yeah, so we had to we had to pivot really really quickly. So what did you do? We um, worked with our technician in Italy and started making masks. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, just well using the machine. So we just had to change up the machine a little bit and start making um, face masks. Right. And, I and it, go, ahead. go ahead. I call them a pretty a semi reusable uh, mask because um, yeah. at the end of the day, they were just using the same material we use in socks. Um, so there was a, uh, some shrinkage once you wash, but they were inexpensive and we wanted to be able to A, pay rent and be able to provide an affordable option to everybody. Right. right. So, yeah. What were you selling them for? Five bucks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And how did they do? What was the response? Um, extremely well. Uh, yeah. We started getting more orders than we thought we could handle, could actually really? physically do. Right. <laughs> So it, uh, it really, it was, it was the savior of our business. Um, okay. So it just, we had a huge injection of cash and now we're starting to uh, build, get, and because of that, we're starting to get more, uh, more people into the uh, custom socks, right? Interesting. So that started help building that business again. Interesting. So, so yeah. where, where do you go from here? What's next? Uh, realistically, I want to uh, really focus more on my, now I think we're focusing more on private label versus uh, our individual label um, and just really focus on becoming a manufacturer versus a brand, right? If you go out and try to wholesale, try to get into other retailers, just manufacture for retailers, manufacture for um, other other companies right right so you guys won't try and you know go out and sell your socks in other stores Plainsbreaker uh, will mostly be a manufacturer for others mostly yeah like we'll yeah. always keep our designs um and just do a website local market things like that but i with the amount of work that we're sort of just slowly picking up um in the custom i don't know if we're able to do both right wow Right. right, and unless I have ten more machines, which I'm not ready to spend another three hundred thousand uh, <laughs> dollars. So, are are you still making the masks? Yep, we still make uh, the masks. The the sales have slowed down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we still make them. And are you still planning to like? Uh, is that going to be a year round thing now? Like, what's your opinion on on, on masks in general? Do you, are you always going to have them? I think I think we'll always have the offering because it's not what that we now we figured out what we need to do. It's not a, it's not a lot of work for us to switch over to what we need to be right. Right. And like I said, we're trying to just offer an affordable option. Like I just throw one and leave it in the glove box of my car. Yeah. I don't want to wear a mask all day. Yeah. If I have to, I'll go buy a nice fitted, comfortable mask. But yeah. if I'm just going, I need to run into the grocery store. This won't work. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause masks for us, you know, are an interesting thing. I think we were a little late to the game with our masks. We, we came out with masks because, right. you know, Dustin and I had conversations for so long, like, should we sell masks or not? And we we're like, no, it's not the right message. You know, what is it saying to people? And then it just became, it came to the point where it's like, you know what, this is more and more people are going to want to wear them. And, and more and more people are looking for different options. And, and this is not something that's going to be going away. 
Like we have to, we have to make masks. Absolutely. You know? And like when it's become more mainstream, more people will want the fashion mask, right? Yeah. Something a little bit more fashion, something that represents their own personal brand versus a, a, a disposable one, right? Uh, yeah. That looks good, right? And so I don't think, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with making masks and profiting off it. No, if no. If you no, no. over profit and yeah. you're ripping people off, that's bad. But everybody has the right to make money. Yeah. In pandemic time and outside pandemic time. But yeah, within reason. I just I just absolutely. love that you, that you guys, you know, here you are, sock manufacturer at the retail store, retail shut down. You know, you're starting to just kind of think like, well, how are we going to pay rent? How are we going to keep the lights on? And then you just, here's an opportunity for you to kind of, you know, generate some revenue and keep keep afloat. Pay the bills, right. yeah. 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 You know? And, and was it was it like, like, did you sell, when you were selling masks, were you making the same amount of money you were before? Or was it just like, you know, were you still making like 30% or were you actually even doing better? You know? Um. Well, no, we actually were making a little bit less, but we were yeah. donating a right. dollar of the mass to local charities. Um, so tell, tell us about yeah. some of the local charities you guys. So the ones we chose was we did uh, brown bag for kids. So we started mm-hmm. doing a brown bag for kids sock right at the mm-hmm. very beginning. Um, and so we added them and then we put on the mustard seed as well. And we donated a bunch of mass. And then we also did the Alberta Bulldog Rescue. I have, a, I have a French bulldog. It's a really cool, small uh, organization that rehomes bulldogs. They're beautiful dogs. I love them. They're just like, yeah. And it's got, and again, a lot of a lot of these smaller charities are suffering just like businesses. Like no one's Big donating. Time. So, right? And I'm like, like places like the food bank and some of these large organizations, they will have they will have big donors. Like Arlene Dixon right. did a whole campaign for uh, food bank. Like, and no one's doing it for this small organization. Yeah. So I'm like, I have a little bit of money. I don't have yeah. a lot of money. I have a little yeah. bit of money, which will be really appreciated for, on that direction, right? So yeah. And, yeah, and and that's the thing that Dustin and I always preach. It doesn't matter. Like we're not writing million dollar checks. Right. You know, we're not big large corporations. But just because we're a small business doesn't mean we can't have a big impact. Right. You know, Absolutely. like that 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 small amount of money is you know one thing that we've learned when, when making donations is what we think is a small amount is everything to, to charities you know um i remember dustin and i we were kind of revisiting yesterday our very first donation we made back in 2016 to the calgary food bank we we raised a hundred dollars we bought a hundred dollars worth of food to donate and and they rolled out the red carpet like they were bringing the whole team like hey gary c- come meet the local laundry boys like they just dropped off a hundred dollars and everyone was just like oh, so thankful and we thought we were like the greatest people in the world and then they're like yeah come tr- you know put it in the warehouse and we go in the warehouse and it's just like food as far as the eye can see mountains and like when we had this tiny box it wasn't even a drop in the ocean but it doesn't matter to them right because every little bit counts and they right. and they treated right. us as if we dropped off a million check and that's the thing that we really want to impart on small businesses that you don't have to be making you know giant giant donations right because even that that small that small bulldog charity you know who's not getting a ton of donations right now because people can't can't afford to like even if it's a hundred bucks 200 bucks or however much you raise they were probably 10 times more thankful oh, absolutely absolutely right so 
Yeah. And so, so what is the long-term vision? Where do we see Planesbreaker in, in, in 10, 20 years? What's, what, what well, we like my long-term vision is to be your, your household name brand for custom songs, right? Right. Um, so I, that we have sports leagues and your weddings and everything. I want custom songs. And I want to be able to change the way people look at fashion socks um, and custom that everyone can have it. And stop going and you can buy local, you can buy made in Canada for roughly the same price point as you can buy from Walmart or Costco. Yeah, and at a higher quality. At at a higher quality, right? Um, So yeah, like my biggest thing is to be the leading manufacturer in Canada in fashion socks. So what, what does that mean? What is what does made in Canada mean to you as as, as a business? Um, Why is it I, so important to you? It small business drives the economy. Right. Plain and simple. The pipeline influx money, but the small business drives the economy. It employs everybody. It's one of the largest employers throughout the nation. Um, it helps make our communities better. Um, through, hey, like small businesses donate to other small local charities that help thrive and grow community, right? And that is important. I just don't feel that I need to be shipping off so much more money out of country anymore, right? Yeah. And not to mention, you know, I mean, you're hiring Canadian workers to make these right. socks who are getting paid a living wage. They're getting benefits you know they're in a safe working environment right. and they're going out and they're doing the same they're supporting other local businesses they're supporting their favorite charities right right yeah and like and like so like i always say like i'm the most sustainable sock manufacturer in canada <laughs> because i know exactly a hundred percent my whole production line yeah right? i yeah. see what i do with my waist i know a hundred percent what happens from start to finish yeah. No one else, not many people can say that with, when they when they manufacture or buy buy and sell goods. Like, yes, I love that. Right? I know. Like, I have bags of stuff that I need to recycle, and I'm upcycling my waste, right? I'm yeah. making dog beds with my, my fabric waste and stuff like that, right? So it doesn't go into landfill. So I love talk, that. Talk a little bit more about that. So you make, you make dog beds from leftover fabric. Yeah, so when socks are knitted, you have all the all the little pieces of yarn, one inch, two inch, that gets cut off, right? And it goes, and I have bags full of it, full of it, right? So we're making dog pillows and we're stuffing them with all that, that <laughs> yarn. It's like, why not? Right? I can either Absolutely. throw it in the, it can end up going to the, the textile recycling, which generally ends up in the landfill, or I can kind of eliminate some as much as I can. So yeah, we're trying to upcycle most of our waste. Where can we buy one of those dog pillows? I'm getting a dog. I need a... <laughs> uh, I'm just getting some pillow samples made now. Um, my dog gets first dibs. Well, <laughs> hey, your, do- your, your dog definitely deserves it. He's um, really spoiled. So what what kind of advice would you give to someone that's you know that was in your position a couple of years ago that's have had too many beers and looking to to start their own business you know or start their in particular start their own canadian made business what advice would you give them my some of the things that i would try to find a mentor yeah. someone that you can bounce ideas off of to um level off your crazy a bit right um uh, and just ask the right question why 
Um, what is your end goal and stuff like that? So like, you can have all these great ideas, like, and that's probably where my biggest, some of my biggest challenges, where I can have the, someone that is going to objectively look and tell me good ideas or bad ideas. Right. So I was just like, yeah, so I was like, awesome. Go and go and crap. I was so wrong. There was ten thousand dollars I just wasted. <laughs> oh, no. um, yeah, so that that's my biggest place. And don't be afraid, right? Mm-hmm. You have to take risks. Like, and um, and partner with like I'm gonna put a huge plug. Partner with ATV, especially if you're in Alberta. <laughs> they they want to help you succeed, and they do a lot of programs to make you succeed. Right. Yeah. You just have to go and ask. They will give you money if you need it and qualify. But just to, like they're entrepreneur centered, right? You can get so much free um, services there, ATBX. Um, yeah, man. And they just want you to grow. So partner off with companies like that that are there actually for you. And we didn't ask Troy to say that as ATV is not a sponsor. Uh, Dustin, yeah. who also works uh, full time for ATV, is just so darn good at his job. Yes, I guess so. so. Yes, I, I've done I've done a lot with ATV, right? So ATVs have have helped me. Without ATV, I would not be. Yeah. Well, and, and we hear that from a lot of Alberta businesses, but it definitely does highlight, right? You have to pick and choose who the right partners are, and obviously your banking right. partner, your financial partner. I mean, that's a really important decision. Same with your law firm, your accountant. I mean, any of those right. pieces. So that's definitely something that Connor and I learned too, and and our philosophy has always been. Um, you know, you're, that, that's an essential part of your business, right? So if, if that's not someone that you don't want to go for dinner with or spend the weekend with, um, it shouldn't be someone that, uh, that's part of an integral part of your business. Yeah. So picking, picking the right partners is, is really important. Right. Well, Troy, we don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, we'll, we'll let you go. Is there anything you would want to impart? Where can people find you? Where can people check out planes, breaker socks, or get a custom pair for their bachelor party or baseball team? Right now, like right now, you can just find us online at planebreakerapparel.com, mm-hmm. right? Um, and hopefully our store will be opening back up in the core soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just waiting for the office hours to go back to work. <laughs> so maybe September, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. We can go buy some cabin socks at Cabin Brewery. Which is awesome, great. yeah. And so. keep your eye out for uh, some potential Planes Breaker local laundry socks. That's good. That, that's, that needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I might have something in the works. No, well, no spoilers there, eh? Hey? <laughs> well, uh, Dustin, why don't you send us home? Sure. Well, thanks, everyone, for, for listening in. Hope you're staying safe. Hope you're staying good. Connor and I's tagline for all of COVID, and it still is in place, is, is stay positive, take action. So for anyone out there who's got any questions for Troy or got any questions from us, don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, another big thank you to Troy. If you haven't already, while you're listening to this episode, go visit his website and check out some fantastic Canadian-made socks. Uh, Definitely something you should be adding to your wardrobe. So without further ado, thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thank you.